slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Rice! Another spectacular stop! Broussard tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Monday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Hope everybody had a good weekend, and yes, spring is officially here. Islanders fans, Islanders getting the weekend off to a good start for everyone with a commanding 6-1 win over the Philadelphia Flyers. We're going to break down that game a little bit and talk about it. Uh, We're also going to discuss the great story behind Thomas Hickey's return to the Islanders lineup and how the absence of Anders Lee is affecting the other two players usually on the Islanders' top line. I'm talking about Jordan Eberle and, of course, Matthew Barzal. And we have our Islanders' birthday of the day and a preview of tonight's game against the Philadelphia Flyers. Don't forget today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. So, look, the Islanders' 6-1 win, uh, full of great stories, really. Uh, Saturday at the Coliseum, you had fans in the stands, always a good thing. Uh, Seven wins in a row right now for Ilya Sorokin in goal. He played well, only gave up the one goal, and... After a shaky start, he is continuing to show that he could be the real deal, and it's been refreshing. But to me, the biggest story is Thomas Hickey, and we'll talk about that in in just a moment. Obviously, if there's something Islanders-related on your mind, you have a question, a comment, a topic you'd like us to discuss, feel free to send us an email, the email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. If you leave your name and where you're from, we're happy to talk about you and mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWarsNYRVSNYI, and uh, of course, I also tweet on that handle during every Islanders game, so, or nearly every Islanders game, so if you're looking for instant analysis uh, of what's happening during a game, follow me on Twitter. I'm going to give you just that and a whole lot more. So, a couple of goals for Casey Sezikis Saturday. Couldn't quite uh, complete the hat trick, but a great performance by Zeke. And then, of course, the big thing, the return to the lineup of Thomas Hickey. And for Hickey, two assists in this game and a very positive. He was a plus two, played very sound positional hockey for the Islanders. And, you know, here's a guy who over the last couple of seasons really has been slowed down and limited. Injuries held him to 40 games with the Islanders in 2018-2019. Last year, 
He had to deal with the death of his brother. He had several concussions as well. Only played 14 games last year for the Bridgeport Sound Tigers. Did not play for the Islanders at all. And part of the reason for that was the concussions. But the bigger reason for that is that, unfortunately, Hickey uh, is a cap casualty. And, you know, he realistically, uh, is getting paid a little too much, and the Islanders kind of buried him in Bridgeport in order to save cap space, which is at a premium, as we all know. And quite honestly, if Anders Lee was not placed on the long-term injured reserve by Lou Lamorello, I doubt that Hickey would have been in the lineup on Saturday against the Philadelphia Flyers. But if you ever got the chance to meet Thomas Hickey, one of the nicer guys you're ever going to want to interview, and he really has, you know, come up with some very big clutch goals for the Islanders. I remember uh, the big goal he scored in the 2016 playoffs in overtime that won the Islanders uh, a big game uh, in their series win over the Florida Panthers. That was huge. And, uh, you know, clutch. And, you know, here's a guy who doesn't score a lot of goals, never scored uh, more than six in an NHL season, but a lot of his goals tend to be clutch goals. And he really does know when to step up and, and go forward. And yet you have to feel for a guy who suffered through the loss of his brother, who suffered through multiple concussions over the last couple of years, and being banished to the American Hockey League because of the salary cap situation that he's in. And then for him to come up this year, throughout the first half of the season, Thomas Hickey was on the taxi squad. And, you know, that is the equivalent of purgatory, because you're not playing for Bridgeport, you're not playing for the Islanders. Yeah, you can practice with the team. But to go through the first 30 games, roughly, of an NHL season and be riding the pine and not being part of the team, even though you kind of are part of the team, that's not an easy thing to do. And Hickey not only managed to stay in shape and stay sharp, but when his opportunity finally arose... He got in there, had a strong game, two assists, as we said, uh, and to me, the impressive thing was he was sound in his own zone, with one maybe exception that I can recall, and yet, the thing is, he showed a veteran's presence out there to adjust to the situation and know when to pinch and when to not pinch and go back and play defense. He really did show the benefit of his experience in this game. And it really just was heartwarming to see Hickey out there playing well. What does the future hold for Thomas Hickey? Well, you know, the Islanders could showcase him now uh, for trades. I, I think that they would love to deal him to another team to try to free up a little salary cap space for the stretch drive. Or, you know depending on how long uh, Noah Dobson is on the COVID 
protocol list and he is still on it as of this recording, uh, you may want Hickey because he really did play a, a better game than Sebastian Ajo did in the previous few contests. Now, nothing against Ajo. He is capable, but Hickey is more experienced, more steady, and I think adds a little bit more to the team right now, uh, especially in his own end, than Ajo does. So we'll keep an eye on Hickey. I think in the long run, he is not part of this team's long-term plans, but he will probably see some action in the next few games especially if he continues to play well, and it's a great story, and hopefully if he does play well, the Islanders will either be able to trade him, or maybe he wins a position on this team for the rest of the season. Anyway, we've got a lot more to discuss. We will talk about the impact of Anders Lee's absence on Jordan Eberle and Matthew Barzal. We've got our Islanders' birthday of the day, and we look ahead to tonight's game against the Flyers. All that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islander fans, you can get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get podcasts. So, it's been five games now since Anders Lee has been out of the Islanders lineup. And, yeah, the team has struggled a bit. Uh, Certainly had a couple of games where, you know, they played disappointing against Washington. First game against Philly last Thursday. These were disappointing performances. And we saw some of the ugliest periods of hockey that we've seen in a long time. But it's interesting to take a look after five games without Anders Lee, uh, how his line mates have been affected by his absence. Now, Lee has been out of the lineup since March 11th. That was the last game he was uh, active for. He was hurt in that game and lost. Since then, the Islanders have played five games and Matthew Barzal has really slumped a bit since uh, Lee has been out of the lineup. No goals, two assists, and in five games, nine shots on goal, which, quite honestly, is a little bit below the common or typical pace for Barzi. Barzi has 81 shots in 32 games, which is close to three shots on goal a game. It's like 2.7 shots on goal a game. Now, in five games, he's averaging less than two shots a game without Lee in the lineup. And that is an interesting uh, statistic. Then there's Jordan Eberly. Eberly has one goal and four points. One goal, three assists in the five games without Anders Lee. And Eberly who has 78 shots on goal through 32 games, 13 shots in the five games without uh, Anders Lee. So Eberly has been more productive or has continued to be productive and seems to be keeping up his shots on goal or even slightly uh, raising them, while Barzal has been falling off in his point production and has fewer shots on goal. And I think part of this 
is that Anders Lee, his physical presence in front of opposing teams' goals really helps Matthew Barzal get more space to maneuver. Because if Lee is in front of the net, one of the defensemen is usually tied up trying to get him out of there. And that gives a player like Barzal a little bit more room to maneuver. It it almost, almost creates a power play kind of situation because there's a little more space there. And it allows Barzy to maneuver around the perimeter and set things up for himself or for his teammates. And now without Lee's physical presence there, that element is missing for the Islanders. And it's interesting because, you know, first they tried to replace uh, Lee with Kiefer Bellows. And Bellows did show some promise, had a, you know, two-goal game and a one-goal game back-to-back. But I think that Barry Trotz and Lou Lamorello are looking for more consistency and better play without the puck from whoever is on that forward line. And so on Saturday, they sat out Bellows and plugged in Uncle Leo, Leo Komarov, to the top line. And when that first happened, I was thinking to myself, really? Komarov, first line? That doesn't make a lot of sense. But the more I thought about it, and as I was watching the game, it might not be a bad short-term solution for the Islanders because Komarov can play some kind of a physical game to try to emulate or be a poor man's Anders Lee. Now, Bellows can as well, but Bellows doesn't have the savvy and the experience that Komarov gives you. And while there is no way that Leo Kamarov is going to replicate the offensive production of Anders Lee. What he will do, or can do, is he can get that physical presence that Lee provides up front, he can give you some of that, and he will remain a responsible player in all three zones of the ice. So, I I think there are, you know, reasons that Barry Trotz was willing to try Uncle Leo on that top line. And it's not the most ridiculous thing. You know, at first I was like, really? Seriously? But the more I thought about it and the more I saw it, the, the more I was willing to give it a chance. And it certainly did pay off on Saturday for the most part, where the Islanders got good production from Barzi and Eberly and everyone else, and that was a positive without question. The other thing that I loved about Saturday's game was seeing some players who have been slumping get off the schneid and get goals that hopefully will get them going. Because Let's face it, Anders Lee was leading the Islanders in goals scored when the injury took place. And you've got a team that struggles to score, and you want to try to get them 
you know, you want to try to get that offense back because you can't afford to lose it. Well, Saturday, some of the guys who have been slumping for the New York Islanders got off the schneid. And I'm talking about Anthony Bevilier, who finally got his third goal in the third period. Josh Bailey, who got a gift of a goal in the third period. Those are the kind of guys that need to get on track if you're the New York Islanders. And, you know, Dal Cole got a goal the other day. You get these guys to stop pressing and to realize that, hey, we can... uh, you know, we can get this done, we don't have to press, that goes a long way. The one guy I would still love to see get going offensively, Ryan Pulak, who has 12 assists but no goals yet, despite taking 65 shots uh, this season. So we'll keep an eye on Pulak and see if he can emerge. We've got more to talk about on today's show. We've got our Islanders' birthday of the day and a look ahead at tonight's game in Philadelphia against the Flyers. More to come here on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islanders fans, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football season may be over, but the NBA and NHL are in full swing, as is March Madness. So there's plenty of opportunities to bet on the NCAA tournament. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, and you can get real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. And if you want to make a prop bet that you don't see online, contact them and they'll actually give you odds for it. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKED ON. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Islanders fans, today's episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing, low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. But now, it's time to find out which Built Bar is the best. Yes, it's time for Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup, and it's a tough one, is Coconut Brownie Chunk against Lemon Almond Cheesecake. Two very different taste sensations. Which one is your favorite? Do you go for the nutty, chocolatey, chocolate brownie chunk or the slightly sour lemon almond cheesecake, but it also has that rich cheesecake taste? It's a tough decision, but the bottom line is the winner is up to you. Go to BuiltBar.com or to Built underscore Bar on Twitter to place your vote. And remember, use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's LOCKED15 off to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best-tasting protein bar ever. Islander fans, I know a lot of you play fantasy hockey. You can get the upper hand in your fantasy hockey league with daily fantasy hockey advice from Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Fantasy hockey expert Scott Cullen gives you the tips, insights, and analysis 
for season-long Dynasty and DFS leagues. Subscribe to the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast on the Radio.com app or wherever you get podcasts. So it's time for our Islanders' birthday of the day. And today we want to wish uh, a very happy birthday, uh, a very happy 44th birthday, to be specific, to former Islanders defenseman Tom Pody. Pody, originally drafted by the Oilers in the third round back in 1996, played a couple of years at Boston University, and then four seasons with the Oilers, a few seasons with the Rangers, and then in 2006-2007, joined the New York Islanders, had six goals and 44 points that season. A pretty solid offensive defenseman helped the Islanders get to the playoffs that year against Buffalo and had three assists in the five games in that series. Finished his career with five seasons with the Washington Capitals. And uh, Pody, a nice guy who really uh, worked hard and, and was creative with the puck. We're going to look at one of his best games as an Islander. October 23. Uh, 1st, 2006, at the Nassau Coliseum. The Carolina Hurricanes come to town. John Graham is the Canes goalie, while Rick DiPietro is in between the pipes for the New York Islanders. Islanders took a 1-0 lead on a power play goal in the second period by Jason Blake, Mike Sillinger, and Alexi Yashin with the helpers. And then in the third, the game opened up a goal by Mike York made it 2-0 Islanders, Yashin and Tom Pody with the helpers, and it looked like the Islanders were cruising to victory. But two goals, less than two minutes apart, first a shorthanded goal by Justin Williams, and then a power play goal by Justin Williams tied it, and Rod Brindamore put the Hurricanes ahead 3-2 with 5.26 left in the game. But the Islanders did manage to come back. Mike Sillinger scored a power play goal with Tim Gleason of Carolina off for tripping. And Alexi Yashin and Tom Pody once again with the assist. The game was tied. It goes to overtime. And just 23 seconds into overtime with Mike Commodore still in the penalty box from a, per- a penalty he took in the closing seconds of regulation. Tom Pody, our Islanders' birthday of the day, gets the game winner, his second of the year. Yashin and Miro Shatan with the helpers. The Islanders skated away with a 4-3 win. And for Tom Pody, a very productive day. A goal and two assists for Pody, including the game winner. He played more than 25 minutes on the ice. And the Islanders skating away with the overtime victory. So once again, for Tom Pody, we wish him a very happy 44th birthday today and many happy and healthy more. For the Islanders tonight, they take on the Philadelphia Flyers in Philadelphia, the third game of this three consecutive matchups. And this is an important game. The Islanders right now tied with the Washington Capitals for first place in the East Division, Washington does still have a game in hand. The Islanders, 11 points ahead of the Flyers, but Philly has three games in hand on the Islanders. A regulation win would really bury the Flyers behind the Islanders and give the Islanders a little bit of a cushion. And 
the Flyers have really been stumbling lately, with the exception of the one good game they played against the Islanders on uh, last Thursday. Uh, they have struggled, including that 9 nothing loss to the Rangers last Wednesday and the 6-1 uh, thumping by the Islanders on Saturday. So here is a Philadelphia team that their confidence can't be all that high. I expect Brian Elliott will be the goaltender for the Flyers, although goaltending, get this, this is a recording, has been a problem for the Flyers for a long time now, and neither Hart nor Elliott are playing particularly well in goal for Philadelphia. And again, the Islanders' power play has got to get going to take advantage of the shaky penalty kill that the Flyers have. They're 26th in the league, and opposing power plays are, are converting 25.8% of the time. The Islanders' power play has got to wake up and get going right now. Islanders in a position where, again, they can possibly win this division and go a long way toward putting some distance between them and the Flyers. Flyers are the fifth-place team right now. They are on the outside looking in when it comes to a possible, you know, the playoff berth, and we'll see. Claude Giroux, the Flyers' captain, always seems to play well against the Islanders, and Oscar Lindblom, as we know, had a really good game against the Isles last week. Uh, Giroux, Lindblom, and Konecki are the top line. Kevin Hayes, Scott Lawton, and, and uh, Voracek are the second line with Nolan Patrick centering Joel Farabee and James Van Riemsdyk as the third trio. The fourth line, Michael Raffle with uh, Carson Twarinski and Nicholas Aubé-Kubel. Those are always subject to change. Ivan Provorov and Justin Braun, the top pair on defense. Travis, Travis Sanheim and Philip Myers are the second pairing with Eric Gustafson and Nate Prosser as the third. Special teams going to be important. Islanders, if they can score early, I think can really uh, help deflate the Flyers, who can't be a confident hockey team right now. But we'll see how this one plays out. That's going to do it for today's episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Don't forget, I'll be tweeting during the game tonight, and we'll be back tomorrow with a full analysis of this game. Again, our episodes drop Monday through Friday a little after midnight, around 12.30 a.m., so uh, night owls can listen before bed, early risers. It'll be waiting in your inbox if you subscribe. So uh, please uh, enjoy the show and do subscribe if you enjoy it. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.